Okay, before we start the show, a little disclaimer. Damage Control Podcasting is an attempt at an entertaining look at storytelling. We are just dudes, sometimes ladies. We are professionally unprofessional. We might go blue but never offensive. We might be crass but never attack anyone. Tune in and listen and please just have fun. Fair enough. I think it. All right, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm always a dude. I'm not sometimes a lady. I can't promise this. Up here, Mike. <laughs> Up here, Mike. You never know. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to the fifth episode of Damage Control. Rewrite, reshoot, redesign. Taking genres, ideas, and conventions of filmmaking, and we try to do them better. September 8th, 2017 marks the release of the second live-action adaptation of Stephen King's It, which is also the 60, 62nd Stephen King adaptation, not counting TV, which is tonight's topic, book adaptations in the film. Don't be looking. All right. It's like I can read your chicken scratch. <laughs> Pop quiz. Pop quiz. I'm going to name a book. I'm going to name the title of the book. You name the movie. Do we need to introduce ourselves to not yet. Okay. They usually come after the podcast. Does it come after the podcast? Okay. Well, you know what? Yeah. This is Adam. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm, just, I'm just, just trying just to remember Adam, how like these Prince. go, man. I'm Adam. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I interrupted. Please, pop quiz me. Professionally unprofessional. I'm Adam. <laughs> Daniel Newkirk. <laughs> Mike Stanford. Rob DeVerge. Andrew Recker. Nick Jenkins. Okay. I'm going to name the title of the book. You name the movie. Okay? Heart of Darkness. I don't read Stephen King. No, that's that is not Stephen King. I don't think. Joseph Conrad. Apocalypse Now. My posse don't do homework. Positive version of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Dangerous Minds. Oh, close. That's close. Okay. I, I would rather see a Breakfast Club remake right. called My Posse Don't Do Homework. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing lasts forever. I'm gonna be really disappointed because this movie's been brought up a couple times. Nothing lasts forever. These are books, right? Yes. These, uh, are, these are the title of the books. You name the title of the movie that it's about. Yeah. Anybody read books? I, occasionally. <laughs> this podcast is How much of the classics? <laughs> uh, nothing Lasts Forever is Die Hard. Okay. No, that was called the... the uh, no, no, I've got the... Uh, no, 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 no. I looked it up on the internet. You, internet, internet, the internet. The internet is never wrong. I looked wrong. it up on the internet. No, internet bad. Internet, I've got guys. the... Uh, no, it's it's, uh, it's called The Detective. I've got the, I've got the book at home. Nothing Lasts Forever. Okay. He's going, we got we got Google. Sequel, we got Google. It, it may we be the Google. sequel to the detective. Then. Okay, we'll mean? we'll continue our Google. Okay. Shoeless Joe. Shoeless uh, the, the Amen Out. Field of Dreams. The oh. Hell the Hellbound Heart. The Hellbound Heart. Hellraiser. The Body. Uh, that's Stand by Me. All right. Who goes? We got there? one. <laughs> Who goes there? The thing. Oh man. Cricket. Cricket. Oh come on, guys! <laughs> we can remember. We can remember for you wholesale. Uh, that's uh, uh, total recall. Okay. Fire in the hole. Uh, the, hint: This one's a TV show. Not a movie. <laughs> Justified. The last one. Ratman's Notebook. Oh come on, Willard. Okay. All right. Hey, I would have gotten all those if you was had he, better handwriting. Was, was, was he right on Die Hard? <laughs> uh, no, I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. So. Anyways, so with uh, with it coming out, it raked in 117 million opening, which is the largest September opening. Um, books being adapted from film are nothing new. The, the some of the earliest ones were Cinderella in 1899, Trilby and Little Bill, Billy in 1896. Death of Nancy Sykes in 1897, 
in the Edison Studios version of Frankenstein in 1910. So, as always, do we like book adaptations? Questions, comments? I, I, I think it really depends on the book, but for the most part, I've enjoyed most of the adaptations as long as you can divorce them from the book itself. Um, you have to understand that some things that work phenomenally well in the book um, do not work well at all in the movie. And if you can't grab that same feeling, then the movie needs to change to elaborate on that feeling. Um, there's a lot of controversy about um, a, a controversial scene that happens in It that is not I'll making... Br- I'll, uh, br- I'll bring that up. you bring that up? Okay. Yeah, I'll bring that up. We'll come back to that one. Mike? But, uh, it depends on the book and it depends on the movie. I mean, if, if it's, a, if it's a, uh, a book that hasn't got a lot of play, I mean, like, um, and the director can go wild and, and take the, the idea and make it into a great film, then yeah. <clears throat> um, if it's a popular book and then they totally destroy it, then no. I mean, it's it, if you. If but you're a fan of Harry Potter. What, what's your? I think the Harry Potter movies are perfect. Yeah. And okay. I've read all. The, I, I, I actually just finished reading the books again because I had that uh, that contest last weekend. So I've watched all the movies and read all the books. And I don't. I, I every change that the directors made, and once again that this was a you know part of J.K. Rowling's contract that she had creative control over the movies and casting control over the movies when, when and she had to be consulted about everything. So her vision for the books were, was kept pretty solid for the movies. I didn't like some of the things that were cut out, like uh, well, but you have you got to remember you yeah, got to cut yeah. things out for running time. You know you can't. But some of the important things, like uh, Snape, for example, spoilers mm-hmm. here. Uh, when it turns out in the end, he was a good guy all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really explain his backstory too well. We know he was bullied by James Potter and the Marauders, but we I didn't see they anything did beyond well. that. They did, they did. They did most of it in flashbacks. So I thought they did pretty well with it. And in the his movies. romance, which was supposed to be this, his whole motivation was kind of cut down to. That one little beginning scene, we missed the fight that he had with Lily. He called her a mudblood that severed the relationship. And I think uh, I found this. What are mudbloods? Yeah, muggle-born wizards. Muggle-born wizards, yeah. So I, I, you know, for the the running time of that those two movies, I mean, I I I think that they explained it pretty well that he was. Yeah, I think they got their point across, but there's just some things they showed enough of the incidents and flashbacks, but yeah, and. I just you made me lose my train of thought. Come I, on, Nick. That's what I'm <laughs> Distracting. Um, and okay, uh, and then and then again on the um, popular books that are completely destroyed, and you know that would be The Hobbit. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Uh, I did some awareness on it, but I yeah, don't know anything else. I mean, that's. I mean, it, yeah. They, that was that was just a money train, and they and they took a, what what should have been a really simple little film and turned it into three very long movies that. <laughs> they seem to really, yeah, they really stretched that out and mm-hmm. added a lot of extra stuff into The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, I still enjoyed the films, um, but you, like I said, you got to really divorce it from the book. Right. I mean, um, so, but, you know, when you when it's a book that's, you know, sells millions, everybody's read. I mean, your, your, your core audience, the people that are going to come to see your movie are people that have read the book and they want to see it li- live on the big screen. You gotta, you gotta respect the source material. Maybe for the first book. Okay, okay. Hey, hang on, hang on. Before we get too deep in this, Robert, what's your opinion on? I'm trying to control the flow better. I understand. I've been no. listening. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you think it goes off the rails a little bit? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like my uh, It's kind of like it's, it's like they were alluding to. It's it's hard when you have a really popular book series and you've got millions of fans. You're not going to be able to appease everyone. It's just not going to happen. So I feel if you can stay as close to the original content as possible and try to take your liberties of making it entertaining where you can, I understand a mixture of the balance can be very difficult. It's either going to ruin your movie or it's going to excel it. 
that's a tough spot to be in. So, but unfortunately, I read more nonfiction than fiction, so none of my oh, books really. Well, they, okay, well, there's uh, all right. I didn't bring any of that up, but there there are movies based on uh, actual events. Have you mm-hmm. have there any of the books nonfiction books you read been turned into movies? Like Dunkirk. I thought Black Hawk Down was an exceptionally good. Yeah, Black Hawk to, Down. To oh, Black, is that faithful to the yeah. source material. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, like down to the dialogue. Yeah. Like they, they bring up things that, that they remember saying in the book, mm-hmm. and then they really Scott put that in the this script. This is fucking unprecedented. Andy Record loves a movie. Uh, you know, we've had this <laughs> talk, and I, I keep I reassure him that there are movies that I like, and he always thinks that that's not true. <laughs> Uh, like, every time I thumbs up a movie, there's your review show like, right there. They, they forget. <laughs> Andy they, loves they a all, movie. <laughs> him and Nick both forget all movies that I ever liked. Well, be fair, you had a lot more things than you liked. That's because most movies suck. Nick, oh, you, I'll cut you off. No, you're fine, man. You're good. You're good. Go on. Nick? Well, you okay? You mentioned Black Hawk Down. Is there, do you particularly care for fictional books being adapted? Well, I think it's a lot easier to do nonfiction into a movie because you can critique the facts rather than critiquing the art. So I think that's a lot easier to do because you're. But you can't, you can't, you can't adapt. You can't. It's hard. It's easier to change some of those stuff because some stuff in reality isn't isn't cinematic. Whereas, whereas uh, uh, taking a fiction book, you can. It's still cinematic, but you can change it to where you can't change actual events without people blowing their top. Over. No, I'm just saying it's easier to make a movie about non-fictional events because you're. What, what I mean is, okay. you're just you're hitting on things that are, you don't have to worry about artistic intent, like oh, what did the author mean? You know, why did they leave that? Oh, that's critical to the story. You're just you're kind of being a faithful reporter of the facts. Doesn't that's my thought. Nick, like them, dislike them. I, I I think they mostly do a good job at adapting. I mean, every once in a while you get a piece of trash like, oh man, I'm trying to think of a bad adaptation now. See. Well, I got that list. Okay. <laughs> okay, so real quick before we move on, uh, I did the Google search, and uh, it, it sounds like The Detective is not the book that made Die Hard. Uh, I couldn't confirm it, but the synopsis for the Detective book doesn't sound anything like Oh, Die it's Hard. not. It's not. But if you look in the opening credits of Die Hard, it says based on the detective by, this, by that author, yeah. Actually, I think oh. I do remember that. Thank you, my brother. Yep. Thrown okay. down gauntlet. I, I bought, that's, so what, that's the whole reason I bought the book. The book has nothing to do with Nakatomi Tower or any of that. As it's, usual, yeah, it doesn't sound any. But that's not that's, that's, anything. That's, like. the, that's the not, book that they bought, and they ended up making the movie out of it. Okay, let us know in the comments below. Someone, someone, pop in their uh, Die Hard. I don't please, watch Christmas. Please, someone comment besides my mom. Just, I, don't <laughs> I don't care what it is. Just hey, don't talk bad about your mom. She's a lovely woman. Yeah, she's very lovely. Actually, fair. I've only seen her behind. Yes. Okay, is it hard watching a flick based on based on a book that you love? Because, you know, you're reading it in your voice. You picture the character saying it the way you say it in your head. Is it you? Because you're talking about early about separating yourself. Is that hard for you guys? Um, it, I haven't really had a big problem with that. Um, oh, I, dude, I got comic yeah. books are books. No, yeah, let's sleep. Well, okay, <laughs> let's, let's sleep. That guy doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> I find that the novel, if I read it first. I can retain, like, what I envision the characters to look like and be like and all that, and then watch the movie and keep them separate. But if I've seen, if I get to see the movie first before I read the book, it completely colors how I read the book, and I can't help okay. but see the char- the actors as those people, and it just ruins it for me. Okay. I'll see you can see that. Yeah, if you see the movie first, it kind of like 
shapes your destination for where the book is going. So yeah. it almost ruins it. Has yeah. anyone seen a movie they prefer? Has anyone preferred a movie over the book? I know I have. Jaws. Yeah. 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 Anyone? Hannibal. Do androids dream of electric sleep? No, that's man. <laughs> that's a short story. Blade, Blade, Runner, Blade Runner is a great movie, but... No, no, I'm, I'm saying Blade Runner is better than the book. No, no, I'm saying Blade Runner story. is great, but the short story is awesome, man. Well, it's still awesome, but Blade Runner rules over it. I mean, come on, dude. You know, and, you and gotta, if, you know. If, if we bring all things Batman into this, I'm going to bring all things 2001 into this. All right, all and right. 2001 started with a small short story called The Sentinel. Okay. which served as a kernel of an idea that Same Kubrick from uh, Clark, yeah. oh, Clark that served as a, a baseline idea for 2001 but of course Kubrick takes it in a completely different thing but that, that short story serves as kind of the inspiration and yeah, then, it, then it turns into 2001 and then of course Clark co- co-writes 2001 the novel adaptation which becomes another like you know yin to his yang kind of thing for that movie Okay, and I don't know. It, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Oh, oh I've got well, one. the short story thing. Sometimes I think is a better thing than trying to take a whole novel and and whittle it down into a movie, and you just get people pissed off. Well, I got. I'm, bring, I'm, I'm bringing it. Take short that up. stories, got, yeah. which yeah, are better. I, I than, absolutely agree put, with put that. Put a that movie better than the book, later. The Running Man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Running, yeah Man was right. a, Running Man was a very fun movie. I like yeah. that. Uh, I like way, it and it's way better uh-huh. than Stephen King's story, the, the Bachman book. I right, yeah, okay, all right. Um, no, yeah, I, I totally agree with Andy. I think actually we should see more short stories adapted into movies because yeah, you lose so much content. Like you can't trim a thousand-page book down into a two-hour movie. You just can't, mm-hmm. not without completely butchering emotions and character development. Uh, I, I would 100% agree. I, I think that we should see a lot more short short, short stories turned into uh, movies before we ever start seeing novels. And it seems to me that the short story gives the idea, or gives Hollywood the ability to be creative rather than trying to just kind of cram- make a movie out of content that some author's already written for you. It's like, well, now as a director, as, as a writer, you have to you have to turn this into a, a screenplay and it makes it more artistic in that sense to me than mm. than trying to chisel down a, a novel that's just going to piss people off. Like, well, where's that at? Well, that, that brings me to my next question because the idea is for the podcast is, is how to write. So uh, what does it take to adapt? What can you leave out or what can, can you add? You know, there's always fan service. So before before we get into that, I, I the internet, not me, brought up I looked up some famous changes from novels to movies okay so Fight Club in the movie Tyler Durden meets the narrator in a plane in a book the two meet at a nude beach where Tyler is making a sundial and I, and I do believe there's a reference to his penis in that. Uh, the rubber band castration scene in the movie is in an interrogation room in a book it's in the back of a school bus uh, Starship Troopers they, uh, they barely had any armor in the movie, and they famously had exoskeletons, uh, exoskeleton suits mm-hmm. uh, in the book, it was uh, Iron movie. Gorillas. Uh, oh, it, it's, it's an awful book adaptation. Yeah, okay. it, right. I, I, I loved the movie for what it is, and Space Marine shooting bugs, I loved that. Yeah. But it, you're right, it is a terrible adaptation of the, the book. The political book. commentary is pretty well gone. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, they turned it into an action film rather yeah, than right. satire. Uh, I didn't know this, but Shrek is based off a book. Yeah, I heard that. In the movie, he speaks with a Scottish accent, and in the book, he speaks in rhyme. 
I did not know that. <clears throat> they actually they, they started off with a uh, different. He had a different accent. They had uh, to refilm or re-record all well, of his sessions. Uh, yeah. did, wasn't Chris Farley originally? Yeah, sure. Was Chris Farley. Then he died yeah. after getting ninety-five percent of his lines done. Then mm-hmm. they brought in Mike Myers. He records it. Realizes, hey, this would be better with a Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, can I do it again? Yeah. So he came back and re-recorded. It cost him some. I don't know, some ungodly amount. And then okay, so Wizard of Oz, the movie. Oz was entirely a dream based on people in Dorothy's life and in the book all of Dorothy's adventures were real I purposely put this in for Andy because he hates happy endings The Hunchback of Notre Dame the Disney, the Disney I film. love that movie in the movie Frollo and Quasimodo fall from a balcony fighting where Phoebus Phobos thank you catches Quasimodo okay but in the book Esmeralda is hanged for murder and witchcraft Quasimodo pushes Frollo from the balcony as revenge so the, the the love interest dies. Also, even better, Quasi, as I call him, gives Esmeralda and Phobos his blessing to get married. That happy ending. Okay, in the book, Quasi lies next to Esmeralda's grave and dies. I figured. I figured. I, I figured out nothing on that. <laughs> I think part of that has to do with the adaptation from by by Disney. Um, yeah. Because you can't you can't do that. Right. Like. Hunchback and Dom really pushed the borders of what you could do in a Disney film anyway with with right. uh, Frollo but, like but pretty much though. molesting Esmeralda in that, that church scene like like they you, you really pushed the borders they could do already and I don't think they could do it any further but there was uh, a few yeah. other li- live action well, like, but if you look at like if you look at the Tarzan animated film right do you remember how that ended with the bad guy I uh, fell through the trees he you see his shadow, he gets hung. Like, he is dead. Next snap. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Most people forget that. So mm-hmm. Disney can... Yeah, Atlant- to... Atlantis was pretty violent, too. A lot of people died in that one. Yeah, older, older um, films, I mean, and yeah, they were, they were brutal, but, I mean, they didn't show... They never killed a Disney princess. Well... Uh, and they're not going to kill Esmeralda. Uh, I mean, Mulan was the... Cl- not Mulan. Uh, Pocahontas was the closest one, I think. She and, and that. Princess? Uh, technically, I think any any, any female, female character, character is considered a Disney princess. Princess Leia is a Disney princess. Uh, Mary Jane from so. Spider-Man actually, is a Disney princess. <laughs> actually, there's a huge thing on Disney princesses, like these strict guidelines. And the, speaking of Atlantis, originally she was supposed to be part of the Disney princess official Disney princess lineup, but since Atlantis didn't perform as well in the box office, she kind of got the shaft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay, has anyone else got any famous changes that they? Uh, want? Fox and the Hound going back to Disney. In the film, I like Disney. Oh, yeah, all right. Uh, in the film, t- Todd the fox gets to go in the forest with his the little vixen fox, and Todd gets to live, or not Todd, Copper lives in the cabin with his master. But in the book, uh, the hunter hunts down Todd, kills his mate and his cubs. Oh, sure. Then oh. continues to chase him around. Then the fox dies of exhaustion. Then they force the hunter to go into a retirement home, and before he goes to the retirement home, pops the copper in the head, then goes to the retirement. Well, all home. the Disney like uh, classic uh, fairy tale movies are uh, in the original uh, stories have yeah. drag endings. Well, they're all based off of Grimm. Yeah, they're based yeah, off yeah, Grimm. Yeah, Grimm. So like Little Mermaid dies in the end of that story, and you know. Well, that one, that one wasn't. Uh, Little Mermaid wasn't Grimm though. That was. Uh, That's Hans Christian Andersen, yeah, but she yeah. dies. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I think... Has anyone can... ever seen the original cut of that where the preacher has a boner in the wedding sequence? Oh, yeah, the minister. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah I've seen it. It was it, and just they, his knee. Yeah, they, they, they've discussed it, and, and, like, Disney has officially come out and said that it was a graphical thing. Like, it was supposed to be, like, wind, like, blowing his cape or uh, his knee as he shifted his weight or something. Like, it wasn't supposed to be... Uh, not no. supposed That's to what be they're going to say. Like, uh, <laughs> well, just what, just what like, like the, uh, on the Aladdin artwork, you know. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. or what um, about uh, the naked lady in the back of the reg- rescuers? That one's true, though. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. one. Um, and just like you can't uh, say in, that um, was a graphical yeah. error by an animator. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> um, guys like, <laughs> in Lion King when uh, Simba flops down, it supposedly oh. spells sex. It actually spells SFX. Yeah. So there's a lot of things I think that we kind of twist and make exceptionally dirty out of Disney films that really aren't that way. Okay, well, the I brought, I brought this topic up because uh, it it just came out. Because you want to make a dirty Disney film? Yeah. I, I love <laughs> dirty Disney. Yeah, this is I, I'm pretty sure there's an industry go. for that. <laughs> Going back to our second episode, Gritty Reboots. This is a Gritty Reboot. Dirty, like, 1970s, behind a green door style Disney movies. I'd be that, down. That's the next podcast. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so it came out. Did you say you saw it? Uh, I haven't seen the new one. Um, I actually went out and, uh, for the first time, bought and watched the original I It. Said, I, I, I saw it last night. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I was going to uh, want a copy of it anyway, uh, so I found a copy of it at Walmart. Um, I actually have kind of a funny anecdote. And, and um, so, yes, I've never seen It, and I want to see the, the remake. I'm probably going to see it tomorrow. And uh, so I pop it in uh, Friday, and I'm watching it. And spoilers for It, if you haven't seen it. Um, the first... <laughs> Uh, at about the 90 minute mark the film comes to an abrupt ending or at least what I thought was an abrupt ending when one of the main characters commits suicide and so I'm watching it one of the characters commits suicide and oh, then okay. I, uh, the, I think the, it's Stan Stan in the bathtub where he draws episode. it was right. a two part and, and, and that's, that was the problem is, yeah. as I watched it I, I watched that point and my DVD kicks me back to the main screen and I'm sitting there going, "What the hell?" Like people it? talked about, yeah. The, people talked about how great this movie was, and <laughs> people talked about how great Tim Curry's performance was. And I'm like, "That's how this damn thing ends." And I was so mad. It was like five minutes, just fuming, angry, stomp around my apartment. And I'm like, that, "That can't be the end." Like, how how are people raving about this movie? And sure enough, it's one of those DVDs that you flip over, yeah. and the second <laughs> half of the movie's on the wait, other wait, side. Wait. <laughs> the important part here, you bought a DVD. Yes. Okay, just check. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I actually bought five of them because it was one of those those Walmart five packs five, five packs movies. <laughs> the reason the reason why you have to flip it over because it's a transfer from the laser disc. Laser disc stage, you had to flip it over to. Really? Yep. I was unaware of that. Laser disc player. Huh? Was one of the laser disc players. Yeah. They're fun. Did any any uh, saw? Did you say you saw it? I haven't no? seen. It. I saw it last night. Mike, what, the new on. one or the old one? The, um, the yeah, new one. The ori- I've up. seen the original a thousand times. I've seen the, the, the new one. <laughs> oh, we've had issues trying it. to see it this weekend. Come on, guys! You I should know what the topic of the podcast was. I did. I tried. To be fair, I had no idea. Yeah. No. No one told us. I actually kind of know it's going to be books. I probably wouldn't have shown up. I was. Andy and I were standing outside the back of the mall waiting for my. You know my my. My cohorts to show up and they got stuck at work last For night and we were out there till eleven thirty. <laughs> so I'm like, hey Andy, you wanna do it with me? <laughs> so the guy Come on. who wasn't even supposed to be here is the only one who saw the movie. Hey Andy, have you ever seen it? You wanna see it now? I see it. <laughs> I'll show it to you. I'm gearing up to but read the book here, so 
Spoilers, please. Like, all right, all right. Get no, the spoiler filters on. Okay. Uh, the, uh, there are no clowns in it, Andy, at all. There are no clowns. <laughs> okay, so that oh, that brings me up to a point I want to bring up. So it it has the book, the book it has one thousand one hundred thirty eight pages, which they compress into I think the newest one is two hour film. It's it's going to be a two part. Yeah. Right, but it's a two hour film at the moment. Right, it's it, gonna be. It's gonna be. A, there's a second part of the film. Though. Yeah, they they yeah. just did the kids. That's all. They right, did. and they're gonna do the adults later. Yeah, right. so it's. But in yeah. the TV, the TV show minus commercials was what like three hours long. It was yeah, it was yeah, a two parter as well. Yeah, the they, tried, they tried to do it all in flashbacks. So it's, yeah, it's a little, you know, this one's gonna. I think this one's gonna be a little tighter. Okay, so some of the Andy cover your ears, yeah. ear, earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> so some of the changes from it, the time period was the late fifties. Uh, they changed it to the mid eighties. But that ain't right. That can't be right because the original Bat, the Michael Keaton Batman came out in '89, right? Mm-hmm. It's Actually, it, references. It's it's in the marquee. Yeah. And they say it's in the mid '80s in the movie. It's on the marquee. Does hmm. he give an actual date? Uh, and Nightmare on Elm Street, I think. Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Yeah, not five. No, well, well, the synopsis says mid '80s. They don't, in the movie they do not. But the synopsis. So technically, they can get away with it then. Yeah, yeah I mean. I, I don't yeah. think there was ever a time that I remember watching the uh, the first hit movie that the time was ever relevant. Well, like, I was just mentioning it. Mentioning it. Mentioning it. Okay. Uh, the monsters from the book are not in because it has the clown, has Pennywise, it has the famous spider, mm-hmm. but it also has the leper, the the Wolfman. Yeah, that's that's yeah that, that's that's be, they had to debate on that because of, of the '50s cinema. I mean, they're doing it in the '80s and not doing it in the '50s. I was teenage werewolf was part of that whole deal. They were at that's the movie they were at when they had the and the that was the cause of the uh, they were you know he was gotcha. pulling that out of his mind. So uh, how, now, how a, cool would it be if they if they updated it and, and brought in Freddy, brought in yeah <laughs> Freddy Krueger or well, did Jason? You see, did or you see Freddy Krueger's in Ready Player One? Dude, I was every, every, awesome. everything I that you've that ever book. heard of is going to be in Ready Player how One. How in the hell are they pulling that off? That's like a legal civil uh-huh. war to get all that. Oh, stuff. but they also yeah. had like was it Deadshot and Harley Quinn in that first yeah. scene and uh, the DeLorean, uh, the Doom guy, the DeLorean, mm-hmm. the Iron how Giant, are they getting everyone. I mean, I imagine that they took a lot of licensing. Right. Yeah. yeah, a lot of licensing, a lot of royalty fees. All right. Another another famous change from the book is the infamous sex scene in in the sewer is not not there. No, no I actually I'm, I'm, I'm very very curious to read that scene in the book. Like, I'm curious about yeah, picking, going and picking. Yeah, uh huh. Sure. <laughs> that that's my <laughs> fetish. I'm about. really oh, curious the, uh, to read the, some the, Stephen King porn. <laughs> Hey, hey, I, I read The Stand, and if I can make it through The Stand and the sex scenes in The Stand, I can deal with this. But, because I, I was curious what the scene was, because no one on online is everyone's talking about, oh, this sex scene got cut, but no one's talking about what it is. So I had to do a little bit of research to find out what that scene actually is. And uh, on Stephen King's official website, there's people discussing it, and they talk about how artistic and beautiful it is. And, but are they Stephen and, King apologists, or are they... I, I don't know. It was comment section, so probably yes. Okay. Um, but I'm curious to read it so I can make my own opinions about it. Um, but yeah, from according to Stephen King's website, it was very artistic, very beautiful. It was not raunchy. It was not... It was not triple well, yeah. X. What else are you going to call was. it? Just some giant slutty sewer gangbang? I mean, well, the, and I was going to say, what kind of research did you do? Is the FBI going to show up? Ironically, so? that's the original name for the book. 
<laughs> it kind of rolls off the tongue. Let's hit the bars later and see if we can find some chicks to make art with us. <laughs> All right, so what does it take to adapt a novel? What are some of the necessities it takes? Or what are some of the necessities of adapting a book into a film? So you got to take budget into account, correct? So some of the changes you would have to make would be what? Like time periods, characters? Well, I don't think any of the... the at, at this point in time, especially with a Stephen King book, I don't think any the budget comes into play. I think, if anything, they, they uh, expand the budget and put in, uh, stuff in there that's unnecessary. Um, I don't think the time period change was... The time period change is, is not so much um, that, uh, that the 50s were inconvenient. It's that the 80s are more popular. Right. Well, I think... I, okay... I'm not the one that came up with this, but I heard that the reason why, the reason the horror movies were set in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s growing up was because the people making the movies were kids at that age. So the people making the movies now were kids in the 80s and 90s. Right, but it's also, right. like, if you look at, yeah. look at Stranger Things, I mean, the 80s, the 80s are huge right now, and it makes more sense to, yeah. to, to flash back to the 80s. As long well, as it, I think it's more convenient technology-wise. I mean, when you talk about a horror movie... Everyone's got a cell phone now. It, it it stops being scary if you can't write out everyone's technology. So when you talk about 80s, when cell phones are exceptionally rare, you get that more real horror feel. Hey, this person is isolated. This person, yes, we can cut the phone lines in the house. And no, there isn't a backup. You know, I feel yeah. like you get a more genuine feel because yeah. technology makes us safe. I think part of it is also connecting... They want the audience to kind of connect with what's going on in the film. Like, for example, if we go back to the 50s with it, I've never been to a malt shop. I don't go to steak and shake. There go goes the steak that and shake. That was going to be my point. You see me why, man? They got great malteds. <laughs> that was going to be my point, basically, too, is that who's, who's the one paying for the tickets here? Somebody that grew up in the 80s? Somebody that came of age in the 80s? Most likely. Yeah, but, so, but come on, man. So the, you're, you're really limiting yourself by... I'm, I'm not saying that that's how it's got to be for all time. Right, right. I'm saying for Sorry. right now, what's going on with why the 80s is so popular is because of the appeal to nostalgia is for the people who are who have jobs and are working and have the money to pay for the movies. So, like you said, you've never been in a malt shop, right? So why would that ever appeal to me as a... But, we remember tape decks and we remember new kids you know, on the block slap bracelets and right acid wash like jeans that. not poodle skirts yeah right and we, we well us our gentleman would look at that and be like oh yeah yeah that's how it makes us feel I remember that, having a skip it yeah <laughs> I mean I, that's not a that's not a <laughs> new thing I, I've seen that appeal to nostalgia across many different like you know movies get updated from one generation to another and they take on the the um, you know the the, the, that current decades technology is, or whatever is it okay this is slightly off topic We're talking about nostalgia is it is it really bad now or is it just with the internet or whatever it just seems like it's bad but it's always been there my opinion on, on as far as in pop culture I mean. uh, for, for nostalgia's sake um, I know a lot of people called my generation the nostalgia era and because like we always seem to be going back to things we knew as a kid and I think that kind of represents again we talk about technology and how quickly the world changes. I mean, the world changed changes much faster now than it did in the '80s. I mean, I remember when I, I when I grew up, I had VCRs, and the, I saw the first DVD player come out. And now, like Robert said, "Oh my God, you bought a DVD! What are you doing with your life?" 
um, because you know DVDs are starting to get phased out, and and even Blu-rays were going to all digital media. So in my life, movie technology, home movie technology, has gone through so many iterations, and the same thing with music. It's moving so much faster and progressing so much more differently than it did between the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. You think music is progressing? Absolutely. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, moved from, we moved from records to cassettes. Oh, I was talking you know. artistically. We, we, not, not, we, not, we not drum <laughs> machines to... Vinyl's coming back, man. Yeah, I, I, it, uh, and in the hipsters, player. yeah. I mean, that just goes back to that Which, which again, is going to retro nostalgia, you know? I just pre-ordered in my records on Amazon. Does anyone else find it sad when you go to Walmart or FYE and you see like a big old bin of DVDs? Like that makes me like I feel sad. I feel sad. What? I feel, sad. I feel <laughs> sad for the earth. I feel sad for my wallet. I, I threw that thing looking for movies see, I, all the time. I just get upset because I spent so much money on DVDs when they were super popular yeah. and I have a collection. Right. <laughs> but aren't you proud of that collection? Though? No, like, I'm very proud of my collection because I own every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie ever made. So that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man, you got when we do 80s action flicks. Oh, that that yes. Street Fighter. That Street Fighter. I just feel <laughs> sad that I'm in a Walmart when I'm in a Walmart. No, but what was it? If you're, if you're a pajama There character, goes not. the Walmart sponsorship. G for a <laughs> anyway, real quick, before I get back on topic. Okay, so you're proud of your DVD collection, but it's getting to the point where, like, I, I think it's cool to go over someone's house and see a wall of DVDs or books or comic books. or Now it's getting to the point where, like, here's my collection. It's one terabyte of memory. Check mm-hmm. it out. That's dumb. It's, it's obnoxious. Uh, my friend with a PC does that. He's like, look at my Steam account. Hey, I like yeah. having choices when I went on an eight-hour yeah, I mean, flight. Like, <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's definitely more convenient. Yeah, I'm not well, yeah but what's nice about it is, as someone with a family and two little boys, it's great that I can just load up Voodoo, and I've got whatever movie's on there. Or, you know, Netflix, whatnot. It's always there. I mean, one, I don't want them to watch my movies anyway. But two, it's just it's just There technology. are some kid-friendly genre called I suppose like Replicant because it was on USA. <laughs> what's the one with the what's the one with the uh, time cops time friendly? Time no, cops. No, it's, it's got a new no, team. Not. Why isn't it? Why isn't that, what, what happens well, in time well, cops? Why does that make it friendly? not kid friendly? Well, because right okay. now, well, <laughs> I mean, if you're me, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want. I got a problem with my four year old, you know, seeing Van Damme make sweet love to a lady and learn the finer points of being a real man. But then when mom comes home, and he's like, Mom, I saw this guy's butt. And she's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, this kid's, I don't know, watching Cinemax or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm calling off on a four-year-old. I don't know. I was reading the Bible. Okay, okay. So budget isn't a concern when adapting. What, about legal, yeah. what about legal issues? Because we were talking about Ready Player One, which is oh. a book. That had to have been a legal nightmare. Oh, yeah. When they were when they were making no, I think it was so popular that all the studios jumped on it and were ready to to, sh- yeah, to right, sign yeah. over so they could sell Are merchandise. You, but how popular how popular is the Marvel universe and how much of a civil war was it just to get Spider-Man? No, that was just a, it was a long no- negotiation. They've been fighting over it for decades, but it's they've been, it was a long uh, negotiation that they finally caved in because Marvel was doing so much better with their movies than Sony was. But there's got to be like, okay, so. And once they, there was a concession, you, you know, <coughs> Spider-Man is still the most uh, marketable character worldwide. Oh yeah, Batman's it's, number it's, two. It sells yeah, Spider-Man sells Spider-Man, more toys. Spy, than Spider-Man it. sells more merchandise than, than any anyone. other character. Right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, so the, once once, once they were willing to cave in on on a little merchandise money, sure they're going to do whatever they want. Well, okay. What about other legal issues like uh, when they were making Fight Club? The Helena Bonham Carter's character was Marla Singer. 
So when you have names like that, like it, if you have a name, a character's name, and it's set in a certain spot, like they had to go in to the directory and find out how many Marla singers are in the world. So you go in, say you're making a movie, and you make a movie about Daniel, your character's name is Daniel Newkirk. So you go in and find out how many Daniel Newkirks are. Say there's 2,000. Well, they're not going to give a shit because if you go in and sue that company, you're going to be like, there's 2,000 Daniel Newkirks. How do you know we're not writing about you? But there was only one Marla singer in the world, and they had to go get permission from her to use her name. Or otherwise, they'd have to change it from the book. Okay. I think you get a lot more flexibility in, in writing medium. Like, you can talk about, uh, you know, celebrities and things that go on, like the I Am a Teenage Werewolf and the It, um, or Rita Hayward in uh, Shawshank Redemption. Um, uh, I think you can do all of that um, in the books, but when you start moving to uh, cinema, yeah, you get a lot of legal problems with that kind of copyright transfer. Like, and I think that's more of a problem with the copyright laws than anything. So, because so you can you can put whatever product placement you want, Jeep Renegades, in a book, but as long as you're talking favorably, I believe so. Because I believe in Thirty Days a Night, the scene where the little girl vampire comes out and Josh Hartnett swings at her, and they end up decapitating her. Uh, Pepsi, it was Pepsi Max. They were trying to push their new soda, Pepsi Max. Pepsi refused to do it because they didn't want a little girl uh, getting their getting her head cut off. But they were okay with just Pepsi regular. They're like, you can cut her head off in front of Pepsi regular. <laughs> this decapitation well, was most, sponsored by Pepsi. Most of the books have a title page that says all characters in this book are fictional. Right. And yeah, I was going to say, I, mean, I, I don't, don't know, know why disclaimer. movies can't have... Movies do, too. Yeah, movies do. All movies yeah. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not yeah. at the beginning, it's at the very end. All, all, right. all works right. contain so this. What, what is the issue with the Marlo Singer thing? Like, why? I, because they had, they had the... Fox had to go in and they, they found out there was one Marla Singer in the world so they had to get her permission. It just sounds like there's more to that. Than I, just I would imagine that she had copyrighted her name. No, That's no. the issue. Well, Marla Singer, the character of Marla Singer, I don't know if you ever read the book, she is not looked upon very fairly. So they didn't want her to be like, come back and be like, this is written about me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're, what's it called, defaming my character? It, yeah, then you start talking about libel and slander and, and those rules are always very, very messy. So they ended up getting her to sign a, some sort of legal document. Waiver. Well, it, 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 can, it, it can affect them. I mean, you know, you think of the guy in Alabama who's George Hitler, you know? I mean, he's going to get picked on, and people are going to throw things at him. Is so, Hitler a family? I mean, it is, is there, absolutely. There's still Hitlers there, around? There, yep, there's little Bobby Hitler and Johnny Hitler running around. Is Adolf used anymore? Not Adolf. No, no Adolf nobody Adolf uses Adolf. <laughs> well, Adolf, Adolf is used. As a name. As right. a name, but not it's in still, conjunction still with still around? Hitler. Yeah. I'm Dolph sure Lundgren. Oh, he's Adolf? Short for Adolf? I'm of sure course it is. I'm sure <laughs> there's Adolf yeah. Hitler walking around. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> God, what kind of parents are Vin Diesel is short. Is, is Irving Diesel. He shortened his name. Well, Irvin, but I mean, like, yeah. Adolf. Yeah, they shortened it. Dolph Lundgren. It was Adolf, uh, Adolf Lundgren, yeah. Should, it's, oh. Dolph is the uh, oh, yeah. shortened room. Yeah. Okay. All my, right. my, my real name is Michael, not Mike. Really? <laughs> okay. Okay, another another necessity. What about compression? Of, we were talking about either. What about compression of story? Is it easier to take a thousand-page book like it into make it into an episodic TV? Well, yeah, you, okay, you, you, you've read King, right? Not it, but yeah, but just, King. Okay, yeah. King pads the fuck out of. His oh yeah, books. I mean every. I mean it's. I mean he's he's from back in the day when he was you know he was trying to make a living, and they paid by the word, and they and uh, in, in the novels they paid by the, the page count. So right. everything. I mean, 
it could be compressed <laughs> easily down to 400 pages, tell the exact same story, and be just as scary. So it's it's that, that's not that hard to, to take. I mean, I think there's more padding going on in the movies than there actually is in the book because it's like when you're reading it, it's oh dear God, come on, all right, oh then something happens, you know. King is he's really terrible about padding his books, even to this day. I, I think he yeah I think he does pad and he has a lot of stuff that you could probably cut and mm. still get the same story, but a lot of times I don't think you get the same connection to the characters. Um, uh, I read The Stand. And the stand has a lot of scenes. You don't need them, but like the the scenes with uh, Harold and his his romance with Fran um, are very very different in the book. And sure. you don't get that same kind of dirtbag feeling about Harold if you don't have those scenes, or or Lloyd, or Trashcan, or. Uh, the kid who they completely cut Who's out. There's a character named Trashcan. Uh, Trash yeah, Trashcan man. man. Yep, he's Matthew a he's an arsonist. Really? In the in the yeah in the series. I uh, haven't read. Yeah. Oh, you should see that. You should watch the the, 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 show, the show. is great. Is that Gary Sinise? Yeah, yeah absolutely, Gary Sinise. <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt Furrow uh, played Trashcan man. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, the the adaptation of it, while they change quite a bit from the books, the movie uh, mini series is mm-hmm. is is Excellent. great. I watch yeah. it every summer. Yeah, I do too. Great stuff. Really? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. About the time that yes. the, the plague hits in in the the storyline, I pop in the DVD or I read the book or mm-hmm. uh, the comic book adaptation. I do something with the stand every year because I absolutely yeah, it's love what, it. What four VHS tapes long, right? Uh, I have the <laughs> DVDs. Thank you. <laughs> How many DVDs? Is uh, I think it's four DVDs. <laughs> Anyone else? No? Well, I had a, uh, it's off. It's within topic, but off. That's what we're best. That's what we're best at. There's something interesting about Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, that was on there. I didn't. That's one of my favorite uh, books. Fuck, I should have tapped it. And uh, it's, but the thing that I I learned recently is that, while because I was watching a documentary with Crichton talking, and he said, "Oh, you know, uh, Steven Spielberg called me up because this was at the time or around there." And he goes, "Oh, what are you working on?" He goes, "Oh, I'm writing a book on dinosaurs." Oh, I want to buy it. I'll buy the rights to it. Already. So it was like, yeah. like this, we kind of have this vision that books get out there, they're published, people read them, develop a fan base, and then some Hollywood producer's like, oh, let's make this into a movie. That's totally not how He did the it same works. thing with Freddy Player One. He bought it before it was published. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's yeah, already, so like what I'm saying is that these authors that are, I mean, they're good at their, their craft, obviously. They're going to write a good book, but they're also writing it with movie in mind. Mm-hmm. Right from... The beginning. You, you know who else does that? Mark Millar. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? And it, it, he, okay, he's right and he's not right on the Millar thing, guys. So I, I looked it up and I sent him a link. That it, it is. It, it's Miller and every other podcast and every other person that t- that interviews him. But there was a, I found a French interview. <laughs> I linked him to that. that. Yeah, Mark Millar. Is, 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 you know. I, there's a comic book artist named Mark Miller. I've been pronouncing it Mark Millar. And, and I, made, I made a dick out of myself last podcast. And these, and these guys are looking at me like, what is he talking about? But anyway, he's famous for only writing comic books knowing that they're going to become movies. Like, he doesn't. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that definitely, you know, kind of... I won't say it taints the story, but it kind of does in a way. You're you're reading a novel that supposedly has some sort of artistic intent to it, and you're like, oh, what's the greater meaning here? And then, well, the greater meaning was to have the rights purchased and made it into a movie. You know, I I just you never really know what you're reading. Are you reading something that's that's just gonna be kind of the, the long screenplay, or are we reading something that's an actual work of art from the author's mind? I, I don't know. 
I, I think that really depends on, on what it is. I mean, uh, Jurassic Park, I still think, is a fantastic book. Absolutely. And, and I don't think the, the buying of the movie modified the book any. What are some of um, the changes? Grant. Is that same Neil? There's a bu- yeah. There's a bunch of scenes that are cut out, uh, like where they're meeting, the, the boardroom meetings, the stuff like that. That all the business stuff gets completely axed. Uh, yeah, they Hammond come. and Malcolm get killed, but then Malcolm yeah. doesn't in the sequel because convenience. Malcolm yeah. is well, that's that's the yeah. Well, whenever you're ready for me to go off on Ready Player One, let me know. <laughs> well, <laughs> hang on. I, I interrupted <laughs> Daniel's. Uh, I'll let him finish uh, Jurassic Park, and then you can go on Ready Player One. <laughs> But I think when you start talking about certain other movies, um, the, the honestly the one that comes to mind is Fifty Shades, like that. I mean, really? It's, it's is that right? <laughs> you are such a bird. <laughs> hey, talking about films that have time? no artistic value. God, trying to make it artistic. You're that guy. I, you know, no, I'm saying you know, there is I, no art. I have not it read is, that book, but I have seen the movie, and the movie is awful. I haven't done either. Well, I, I sell the products. Yeah, yeah, anyway, true. go ahead. <laughs> no, I just I, I, I think when you start talking about uh, kind of uh, honestly trash romance novels like like um, like Fifty Shades or other film or other books that uh, really don't have that kind of greater meaning, then yeah, that it completely taints when you move from from into the yeah, cinema. It just feels like you're reading, a, like I said, a long screenplay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious why Mike hates Ready Player One. I have I, the book at home. I haven't read it yet. Oh, oh, you can, I've oh, the first I just wait for you to read it. it so we can both yell at it. Fantastic. Okay, so we're done with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really, I really hope that. I mean, I know there are already. I can. I've already heard reports that, that there are going to be a, a ton of changes. Since, I mean, and I've seen the the, the trailer and and uh, Spielberg is changing up a lot of it and adding as much crap in it as he possibly can. But I read Ready Player One and. I thought that I might have missed something because I listened to the audiobook. The most condescending piece of crap I've ever read in my life. It is, it's, 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 it's a book about the, a book that takes place in the future, about the 80s, read like story time for a four-year-old who's never seen anything on the 80s before. It is, it is the worst piece of, of fan service bull crap I've ever read in my life. I enjoyed every second of it. I absolutely, despite you weren't from the 80s though. That's the thing. I, I grew up in the '80s. You don't have to. You don't have to explain to me the motivations of Ferris Bueller. Okay, <laughs> I've seen the goddamn movie. <laughs> is uh, He Man in it? Uh, he Man is not in it, but he might be in the Spielberg version. Okay. So you know, you might be there. I mean, okay. yeah, and maybe a, you know, uh, maybe a good Batman will be in it too. Oh, <laughs> okay. Anyone else, real quick? No. Um, so on Ready Player One, I think. Um, one one thing that Mike is missing is that time marches on. No, no, no. I, um, okay. At, like I, I did not live through the eighties either. Um, I, I was born in eighty six. Um, so I do not have any memories. But you're of aware 80s. of it. I, I know it exists. Yes. I'm older than you. Absolutely. You are. You've you. <laughs> I I am forty seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. You're older than me. Yeah. We're same age. Close same age. Thirty five. Oh, you're older. And than I am me. the young. Wow, okay, I didn't, you're way more mature than me. I thought you were. Would you rather watch Beauty and the Beast or would you rather have your mom read it to you at bedtime? What is she wearing? That's Ready Player One explaining the 80s to a little two-year-old. That's, that's what, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. It's just, and, but this it's not and, time but, marches but, on. It's it's complete crap. Well, well that's, that's, that's the thing I'm trying to make here is that... Um, it's the idiocracy. It's the dumbing down of cinema. I mean, people are they're 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 automatically assuming we're complete 
morons when we go to the cinema and they have, everything has to be explained to them because, you know, we, we want it to be good for the ADIQ Forrest Gump that's coming in off the street and buying his popcorn too. No, we're intelligent. We can handle it. Robert, take that, mo- take that monster. <laughs> it's, it's empty, dude, obviously. <laughs> see, the, the you point- say we're intelligent, but the, the general public itself, I feel like, has to have things explained. All right, screw the general public. <laughs> but, but you can't because that's what they're doing to make the money. Like, I, uh, I get what exactly. you're saying, I do, but they're not pandering to so, you, though. They're pandering to everybody else that needs so to There you go, and that's, that's, that's where art goes out the window, because you're pandering now. You're not making a, you're not making a, a decent story or a film. You're not following story structure. You're pandering to the complete right, but, lowest denominator. This is you've ever been. Now, this Dude, that, that, that stuff pisses me off. Five <laughs> episodes. This is the maddest you've ever been. Uh, I am really going to take a stand against Mike here, because I don't think it is the dumbing down for the lowest common denominator. You have 12-year-olds and 14-year-olds who never even saw the 90s going to films now. Okay, and, and what mean, was your reading level when you were 12 years old? It was adult, wasn't it? D- sure. There you go. But <laughs> you know what? When I was 12, and it was 98, I didn't know jack shit about the 40s and the 50s. And you're asking these kids who are, who are 12, maybe at most 17 well, maybe right now. Maybe if they would pick up a book to, and put down Minecraft, they would know about the 40s and the 50s. I gotta finish my cast. Wow, that is, <laughs> that is a condescending statement. That is a, a very condescending <laughs> statement. But you know, why, why do we sacrifice story structure and good storytelling? Because that, Be, that goes you know, with the because, time we're in because, right now. Exactly. It's, it's, it's all is. about fucking money. That's where we're at. All right, but don't tell me it's good and that, that, that it's, you know, I mean, it's not good. It's condescending crap. Right, let me ask you this. Doesn't that apply to the things you like to? Huh? Does that like, not apply to the... Such own, as? Well, I don't know. I'm saying your own argument would logically imply some of the things that you like. There's there's an anti-mic somewhere that is looking at the things that you like and saying, God, that's awful crap. Why do you have to have it explained to me like I'm a two-year-old, blah, 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 but you think it's a good movie. So that's what I'm saying is you're, you're trashing Ready Player One, but somebody else would trash something you like and say that it's an I, awful that's movie. That's totally fine. It, what I'm saying is does your own argument... Oh, all right. Does your own argument not apply to yourself? Like how how do you not be how do you not have a circular argument for yourself? Like you're saying this movie sucks because it whatever, but that same logic applies to a lot of the movies that other people like, including the, the, yourself. The, the people the EIQs that they're because it's well done. In no, I'm they, saying. They, the, all right, I'm sorry. No, the, the <laughs> things that you. All right, I don't, I don't want to take three hours to let's do it to get into this, but like all right, the, you're, you're basically saying that. Okay, here's a movie. It has the '80s. I lived through the '80s. I don't need to. Have okay, well, it, have and, that was, and that was, but that was. That was I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. I lived through the '80s. I mean, I, I, I know about the '80s. No, Everybody I, knows about the '80s. But that, now. That's just the one '80s are I, huge. I, I don't know. I don't you, know about that. I, especially when you're talking did, about people who are going to film. I know. Turn on, turn on the radio or Spotify right now and see if and see how long it takes for an '80s song to come up. Yeah, I agree. The '80s. Okay, '80s are huge right now. Everybody's aware. I mean, <laughs> I mean it is back. It's from the 80s. Um, well, the new one. Yeah, Stranger Things is on right now. It takes place in the 80s. Um, every every school right now is having Spirit Week. One of the days is 80s Day. Dress in your favorite 80s outfit. And, and when I grew up in my high school, it was 60s. Because it's such a far divorced, uh, well, such a far divorced time frame from now. Now they, they stop it. They, they do, they, uh, and if you can call Quincy High right now, 60s, 70s, they do 60s day, 70s day, and 80s day, and they stop because none of the other ones are relevant. They, sometimes they'll do a flashback to the 40s. <laughs> but nobody, it, nobody it's, knows, you know, it's night, important to put every, out, point out, <laughs> not put out, it's important to put out too. Yes. Um, 
We do not oh. condone uh, Andy Rutgers. Well, I do. What era is your... But wait, we condone... What era is your parents If you do from? put out... 60s? Did they go to school in the 60s? Uh, yeah, my parents, relatively young, they were uh, uh, 70s. Okay. Point is, is that they're the ones paying the bills at that time, meaning that that's the kind of things that they want to be or see. Maybe they don't realize it, but that's the sort of thing that appeals to a certain generation at a certain time that has the money, is their own generation. What did life look like when they were growing up? Whoever's the one holding the checkbook at the time. Right now, it's the 80s because that's what it was. I mean, the people who grew up through it, whatever, are the ones that are making the money, so they want to be reminded of just how great their past was. Well, let's go back to the 80s. Yay. And it'll be popular for a while, and then it'll be the 90s. No, well, that is the exact <laughs> point that I was trying to make. Right. Is, is yeah, the adults live through this time. The kids have not. And uh, to go back to a movie we talked about on a previous episode, Winter's Tale, um, a, a woman in Winter's Tale dies from a disease called consumption. And I had absolutely no idea what that was until that movie hit. I had never heard the term. I never heard of the disease. And... I believe it was tuberculosis. I had to look it up after the movie was to see exactly what it was. And the entire movie, I'm like, why is this woman dying? It's a winner's tale. It was in the... When did you you watch it? uh, When it came out, I watched it in theaters. And you hadn't seen Tombstone before that? I had not seen Tombstone. Dude. Uh, (laughs) So... Doc Holliday, I don't want to have too many... Uh, Doc Holliday did did decide that. Died from consumption, and so did uh, White Herb's wife. Yeah, so I went through the entire movie going what the hell is consumption and it actually detracted from my enjoyment of the movie and all they had to do was write in at some point and because this is a time travel movie a little piece of exposition that went oh she died from tuberculosis in when they did the time travel part or some sort of explanation oh this is consumption this is what's going on this is what's happening um or like um the the most recent the horror movie that uh crimson something uh, Crimson Peak? Yeah, Crimson Peak. That is another period piece that I was very glad had plenty of exposition because they have they, they explain what the waltz is. And while I know it's a dance, I didn't know how some of the importance of different aspects of the waltz was. And this is the same thing. It's just a different era. Sure. Um, you, you To say that a, a 16-year-old is, is dumb because... He lived through the eighty. He didn't live through the eighties. He doesn't know about the eighties. It's like saying that no. we're dumb because we didn't no, live no, through no. the twenties and the thirties. I'm saying that I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, first of all, <laughs> I'm saying they're morons because they don't like they 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 don't believe in story structure, and and they're not aware of it. Everybody should be aware of it. This is this is. I mean, you cannot. What are they playing in the mall right now? Eighties music. You know they're playing. 80s well, that's because of Lisa. Right. Yeah, right. What are the fashions hey, that are coming back? Eighties fashions. If I thought the nineties were going to be a big thing, guys, I would have a warehouse full of pogs and beanie babies. But it's not going to come back. It's not happening. <laughs> Give it a couple decades. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. And, and, and eBay is a good proof of concept for this. I mean, I bet you hundred bucks. You think pogs you... and beanie babies will come back? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. At some point. Maybe not that. I don't. I don't know specifically what's going to be the hot thing, but I do know that nostalgia moves by the decade. And look at at how popular retro video game consoles are. So many people are are excited to pick up Super Nintendo Originals and Sega Genesis. I mean, that's all just us transitioning from 80s nostalgia to 90s nostalgia. I also gotta say, it's just not now that movies started to suck. I mean, it's no, I, I I know, I I agree that, but but I I think I think they have gotten lazier and more stupid though. I, I really think that I mean for the most part 
you know, yeah. <laughs> this, like I said, story structure is gone, and there's a laziness in, in, in presentation, and there's a lot of, it's more about personalities getting involved in the scripting. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten really horrible. As much as I hate agreeing with Mike, <laughs> me and him never agree. I agree with him, I, I genuinely agree with him. When I watch realistic sci-fi films, or police procedurals, or uh, drug-related, because I don't know shit about drugs. Uh, my, the remake of Miami Vice. As long as the horrible? actor, what it was horrible? It was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, hang on. My advice was pretty bad. Yeah. But as long as the characters are speaking the terminology with confidence, and I'm watching them be like, well, clearly they know what they're talking about. I'm, you know, it's like, I get it. I gotta throw something down here that's a pet peeve of mine is education through Hollywood. I'm, no, I'm not saying I'm no, being I'm not, educated. I know you're not. I'm not saying that you walk out of there thinking that you've got a college education in drugs because you watched my advice. I'm not saying <laughs> I know that. I have a kilo. No, that's the wire. Yeah, that's the wire. The wire, man. I'm so tired of the No, what I'm saying is that people get little, they get snippets of education about something from a movie or a TV show. They forget about it for three years or whatever, and then it comes up in a course of conversation and whatever, they think that they now know a thing or two about a thing or two because they saw that movie. No one ever doubts themselves to be like, you know what, maybe Hollywood just threw that in there because it was convenient and, and they really didn't do their research. Everybody thinks that these directors sit there and do copious research. and it, No, they don't. And most of the stuff, the, the, the non-fiction, the kind of reality stuff that is referencing is, is very overblown and mm-hmm. totally, you know, just contorted for the script's sake and I've, has right. nothing to do I, in, with I've reality. Got, I got two points. Oh, I'm sorry, Robert. No, that's fine. I was going to say, I have a friend that actually any movie that says it's based on actual events, he will take that movie as that's how it happened, that's <laughs> yeah. how everything went down, exactly. and I cannot tell him any different. Like the movie Lawless, all right? Uh-huh. He thinks 100% that's what happened. Yeah. I even brought up the backstory. I was like, look, man, just read it. Like, Half of that stuff didn't even happen. Right. Well, yeah, Amityville Horror, I think just like the first five minutes of that movie is that, the one that's actually based on the true story. Yeah, everything else is, everything else is cinema. Yeah. Every, everyone, everyone swears Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it says based on true. It's based on Ed Gein, right. who, who didn't even live in Texas. Uh, no. Whether like uh, uh, several well, great horror movies are made based on uh, that, yeah. that Ed Gaines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But they're like, because I, I, okay. Is it Gaines or Gaines? Gaines. Uh, he's, Fran- he's French. He's French. So yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> he's French. Okay, I, okay, real quick on that. No. I, w- I was uh, I was watching the remake, the remake of uh, the one that just the the, the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I'm in college. I'm watching it. Do, have you guys seen it? I did. Yeah, that's you, uh, you did. Okay. That the one with Lee Army in it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the opening what? the opening oh, is the cops going through with with the thing, mm-hmm. and and then at the very end. It's the cops going, it's the continuation, and you see, this is the last known footage. Mm-hmm. Of the, there's a woman in front of me, and he says, he's still around? <laughs> I'm like, no, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they thought that was actual police uh, footage. 2010. It's, first of all, first of all, what... Why would the police allow that footage to be in an actual... I, I thought that when I saw uh, that ghost movie, uh, the found footage, what the hell was that? Paranormal oh, Activity. Paranormal. Oh, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, it's like, thanks, courtesy of the such-and-such police department. I'm like, what yeah, the right. hell? <laughs> hey, see, I like that as, as immersiveness. Like, right. I really, it draws really enjoyed in. that. 
I, the Blair Witch Project. I bought into it. I knew it wasn't real, but it was just fun to buy into it. But that, knowing, that's, knowing, that's thing what's so bad though? Actually, before that movie came out, the History Channel did a huge piece on that, of the actual story of it. And I watched it. It was like a two-part thing. And the actual story really helped me with the movie. I still didn't care for the movie. Right. But it made me like it a little bit more, knowing the things that they didn't fill in for me in the movie. Now, I like little immersive pieces like that. Like the the, the police stamp on Paranormal Activity. But you're um, smart enough to know that it's not actual police. Well, yeah, of course. Right. Um, like, one of the things I watched um, is a, a Netflix uh, special movie um i think it was called hotel or something like that hotel hell or something but there was um there's two of them and the first one like they're going through and they're going through um like this haunted asylum and everyone dies um and in the second one the uh yeah, spoilers sorry um and that's not even the right name i don't even know that's the gordon ramsay movie or the gordon ramsay show um yeah i don't remember the name of it but in the second it's one double x when in Double X we were talking about it's XX yeah we talked about XX a little bit oh that's um, the one you're talking about no no oh, and fault. this one um, uh, in the second one the basis of this is people who watched the first movie and the first one was shot as like a, a paranormal um, a ghost hunters style shot and they watched the ghost hunters movie like the actual movie that you watched the first one oh, no, uh, and then they go um, yeah, and one of the characters from the original is in the new yeah, yeah, and that's the he's one. gone crazy. Exactly, yeah. Oh, I would, love that yeah, immersiveness. Like that yeah, that, that hey, one. we're gonna establish the first <laughs> one as a movie, and the in the second one, they're gonna watch the first movie. I, I love like that. With human centipede, I couldn't be more vague. Mike. Yeah, they did that. Okay, the first and they call me a pervert. Oh, <laughs> dude with the thing in the movie. Yeah, we'll talk about asylum or something. I love human centipede. Oh man, I've seen all those shock movies. Is the third one any good? No, no, it's it's just as bad as the first two. Well, I would rather watch one and two over the third one. The third one was done just, like, they knew what it was at this time. Like, they're just doing what they can for shock value. And that's really all it is. So you don't really get any enjoyment out of it. I mean, I didn't anyway. The best thing about this <laughs> the Human Centipede movie was the South Park episode based on it. It took Human them Steve Jobs. Before I forget, going back to going back to people learn people getting their education from films. I, I got two films okay. and TV. Films and TV. TV does worse or does most of this well, miseducation. I hate people who get their news from The Daily Show, which okay. I guess technically they're probably more accurate than Fox News. But um, <laughs> anyway, people get. So when they were going, kind of bringing it back to our topic, when they were adapting Fight Club, there's a scene in it where uh, where Tyler Durden teaches a narrator how to make take, take human fat and soap, make and, soap, and, and yeah. ma- no, make it into a bomb. Make nitro- oh right, sorry, make take it into, fat a bomb. into a bomb. So the right. au- the the director went to the author and was like, "Is this the a- or no no excuse me?" He he took the script and he went to he had a friend who's in the military took it and be like is this the actual formula for for this and he's like yeah that's actually how you do it so the director went to the author and like you can't put the actual formula in in the script because right. because people well in breaking bad uh vince gilligan's talked about that he's like we've paid some close attention to how to make meth that you can pretty well like the way that they have had things written or whatever i know i'm butchering this to some breaking bad fan or whatever, but he, he said that they had a DEA consultant on there saying, oh, no, you got to leave that shit out. No, 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 put that in there because they'll, they'll... Yeah, because so David Fincher yeah. said they took... So they're, 
there's A, B, C, D, and E steps to make this. They, uh-huh. they left in A and B, left out C and D, and they put in step E. So, like, there's... Like, well, and I think a lot of that is, is uh, damage control because <laughs> they're hoping that if someone learns how to blow shit up from watching a movie, they're going to come back and sue the movie people. Absolutely. You know? and, I mean, so that... And another, that stands to reason. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, I mean, I, it is isn't in some ways, but that's that's cookbook stuff. That's like, well, that's not how you do it. Anybody smart enough to do that is going to go figure out the chemistry on their own. Or they could Google. Or they could Google it. Yeah, good download well, the Google anarchist was the cookbook thing, though, back or whatever. Ninety nine when Fight. I think it was when Fight Club was coming. There's out. a copy of the anarchist cookbook. Was Google around the at the bookstore? Google was supporting uh, yes. Yahoo at that point. Couldn't Google hadn't uh, officially know. launched yet as its, its own site, but it was the uh, the search engine that Yahoo used. Oh, okay. they, they eventually broke off from them. Yeah. What search? Huh? Well, I'm sorry, I missed that. <coughs> Google originally was the uh, the search engine uh, backup for Yahoo. Oh. And okay. uh, then they broke off from them, and Yahoo became its own search engine. Google became its own search engine. So. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Back, you, on, back, back in '99, if you if you searched for something in Yahoo, Google Google.com didn't really exist yet. It said it would say uh, powered by Google. Wait, <laughs> wait, Andy, you didn't know that? Did you live through the '90s? I did. Oh, here. Well, I just there's the Google origins there that I, I didn't know anything about their. Th- I knew that it was a grad school project. <laughs> He's, he was counting his pogs at the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on topic before we start shedding blood. What is it? What is the top? Okay, it's a comic store. This happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely, this is nothing new. So, <laughs> adopting a book. Adopting a book. Adopting. And, Adopting. adopting. Is that, adopting. Is that a hard, lengthy process? Do <laughs> <laughs> I need a license for that? Yeah. I, I hate it when people give up. Once I adopt it. I got a foster book for... <laughs> <laughs> I only prefer books that I I've got to find can wo- make myself. I've got to find a woman willing to accept my sentences. Anyway, anyway, adapting a book into a flick. Okay, how closely do you need to adhere to the story? Can you just can you just grab the overall? T- we were talking earlier about short stories. Can you just grab the overall tone? Or do you have to have a strict adaptation? You can do both. There, I think there are which, which do you which do you prefer? Like constant, constant. I know it's a comic book, but when they were doing Constantine, even <coughs> I think it was Garth Ennis. He didn't create him, but he he wrote a lot of them. Mm-hmm. He was okay with Keanu Reeves because he had the overall feeling. Well, Keanu's a great actor, though, too. I mean, it's it really. I'm finally, I don't think I've ever I heard anybody with say two that. Things. Ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What? Now the man, that, we don't need to talk about it. Right? No, no, okay. No, all right, let's get off topic again. Why don't you think Keanu Reeves is a good actor? Because me and Mike don't agree on a lot of stuff. Hey, man, if, but, if it makes anything better, I like him more than Nick Cage. Oh, and you're comparing Keanu to Nick Cage? They're almost uh, in the same all category, the time. Man. I'm with Robert on this oh, side. You thank you. All what? the time. Like, the the I don't think Their I've range ever... of motion is like... Nick Cage, Keanu Reeves, like that's it. It's, I don't think I've ever read any script notes where it said, "Oh, we need a Keanu Reeves, uh, Nick Cage type." It's 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 one or the other. Yeah, you know. Oh it's, my god. Yeah, no. I, I think I, with both those guys, my problem is when they try to sell something, when they try to sell me their emotion, I, I just don't you buy it. Be the problem I just I just don't <laughs> buy their emotion. Trying, like Nick Cage is way worse, but Keanu Reeves, I feel, is the same way. Like maybe it's just I always think of him from Bill and Ted. But they play themselves. They, they, they do. That's just, exactly it. They, they tend to play themselves. I mean, Keanu Reeves Keanu plays. Reeves is not a karate master who enters the Matrix. He doesn't play himself. 
not not he, his channel skills and the Matrix, wise, man. It's but personality Reeves. wise. Yeah, I feel like his character is very similar to who he is. I feel like and, and, and I've seen a lot of Keanu Reeves movies because I enjoy a lot of his movies, but Mike not because back. of him. Do you ever watch Johnny Mnemonic? Do we talk about the that? Guy yeah. about the guy yeah. yeah. awesome, yeah. 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 oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. you're back. Yeah, yeah, he plays. He plays like can't. He, he plays Neo. He plays Neo. Right. Yeah. Plays you think? Yeah, oh, you can't distinguish between Neo and Johnny Mnemonic. That's I think a totally different. Okay, I, 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 I think they're very similar okay. characters. Okay, oh. right. in the way that Johnny Mnemonic is a completely right. self-obsessed person. Pull, pull this one out of your ass. John Wick, uh, Ted S. Preston, Esquire. How are they the same? Now I'll give you that one because yeah. because <laughs> because you've got he two, has, two, because he's two completely different genres the, though. The I mean, one has to be a no nonsense BA guy, and the other one is part of Wild Stallions. Yeah, I mean that's like. <laughs> um, that is the second Wild Stallions reference this week in the store. Just just saying that out. Um, but there was a, a martial arts movie. I think it was a Man of Tai Chi. Right, that great movie. Yeah, a fantastic he was a, he movie. He was a bad guy in that man. Come and on. and he was. But I did not see his character that much different than the character with John Wick. The, right. the personality-wise and the way he portrayed yeah, those anytime characters. Anytime he tries to play, like, uh, mean, what, sure what's he in, 47 Ronin? 47, great movie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he sure. does that same B.A. personality type, which I, I still no, just... No, he's no. He's the he same, man. He didn't have a B.A. The, the you only cuss, dif- by the way. You didn't have a no. the, the, the only difference is the dad. weapons he's using. <laughs> Don't play like, the bad card. <laughs> like, what is Sword and 47 Ronin? I haven't seen yeah. it. Uh, you guns don't need and, to, man. Guns and John Wick. Because then you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Gun and John Wick, his When's mitts the last time and John Claude made a good movie? Uh, how about all the time? Street Fighter. To, to, to be fair, he stopped making good movies around 2001 when he, when in he The stopped, Quest. When he stopped doing the, coke? <laughs> Dude, everybody became less fun when they stopped doing coke. Okay? <laughs> all right, I can't argue with that one. <laughs> That's I, right? The Quest was the last, the last two theater decent JCVD movie. After that, it was all they USA theater. Yeah, I did. I saw in theaters. Wow. Expendables. You did not save any Two. syllables by abbreviating that. Expendables. <laughs> did you like, like the WWW? Did you, did you like the one where World he played Wide himself? Did in he, JCVD. Did he commit suicide now? The it, in JCVD, the one where the bank robbery happens. Is that uh, the one you're talking I about? I thought he played himself. In no. That. Well, there there are two different things. The movie okay. JCVD, he plays himself, and you know, like the down on his luck, unbroke Van Dam that he is. Right. But then the the newest pilot episode for Jean Claude Van Johnson, where he plays himself and then becomes a secret agent, oh, is hilarious. You should check that, that out. Right. That actually is pretty funny. I watched that one. All right, going back to Keanu Reeves. Like, look, I don't know, I like where this is going. Point Break uh, is uh, like uh, speed. Ad- admittedly, I haven't seen Point Break. You speed. haven't seen Point Break? I have not seen Point Break. Oh my god! Uh, speed. <laughs> there, there, are, there are action movie yeah. cliches. Because of that movie. Absolutely. The, the okay. Screaming have, in the, the, screaming in the air, firing the gun. That came from Do you know why they roll on the ground and shoot the gun up in the air? Yeah, uh, because of Point Break. But, but that, but that yeah. doesn't make oh, no, Keanu oh, Reeves iconic, Point Break, Is that the one where they're, they're robbing stuff and they have the masks? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, so I didn't know the name of the movie. Yes, I've seen that where they're robbing and they've got the president masks. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so I have seen that. Okay, my bad. I, but the question is, is, are the things that became popular because of whatever Keanu Reeves movie for whatever reason is it because they're popular because it's funny because it's Keanu Reeves because if you would have placed any action movie in Point Break let's say whatever action star at the time John Clark Van Damme let's shit JCVD it obviously <laughs> would be a joke by today's standards but at the time would it have been the same movie there would have been a lot more roundhouses and I would have enjoyed the movie way more <laughs> but when things have carried over 
because of JCBD, or is it just because Keanu Reeves is such? I don't want to say joke. I feel like that's harsh on him. All right, okay. Now I think I think Keanu Reeves is is a reasonable actor in the in the way that he can grab one character mm-hmm. and he plays that one character. Right. And any time that the script calls for that particular character, he can come on screen and he does a great job. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I mean, Keanu Reeves has done way more acting than I have, and he's done a fantastic job at it. That's going to change. Like, um, we're making like movies. I, I watch but, movies, <laughs> but he plays the same person. I don't. I don't watch a Keanu Reeves movie for his dynamic acting. He is yeah. there is range of acting. Right. Um, okay. Okay. You know, right. He is like, not. What, he is what, not walking. Like, what, one, of the, one of the reasons. Well, you can, oh, Look, one of the reasons I, I, I think actually like the John has a very good range. One of the reasons I actually like the John Wick movies <laughs> is because <laughs> Keanu Reeves, because because Keanu is so wooden and just stale with his performance, that makes me buy the John Wick character. Like, okay, he's. You know, he's just no-nonsense. He's got that same attitude. He's level-headed the whole way. I buy it, because that's, that's Keanu Reeves. He plays that well. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Comic book fans. How many comic book fans we got? Uh, <laughs> all, uh, almost fans? everyone. How, no, how, how, for nerds. how much Hellblazer have you guys read? Not a lot. DC's uh, garbage. Uh, a, 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 Vertigo. Vertigo. Whatever. Don't uh, they own? A, a few they issues, DC? but I've not read a whole lot. I read a little bit more of the reverse stuff. Well, shit, Mike. This ain't going to help us. No. Keanu, <clears throat> you cannot... You, first of all, he is basically. I mean, I they should have casted Paul Bettany because he basically looks like Constantine. Right. But I buy Reeves as, it, and they and they liked him so much that in one of the novelizations they mentioned they mentioned Keanu Reeves as Constantine. It was a uh, one of the one of the book novelizations of Constantine stories, Constantine stories. They mentioned Was it written by Mark Millar. Mark Millar. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a thing. Don't try to church it up. Millar. Um, Millar. That that they liked that, that the comic book world liked Reeves' portrayal so much that they were talking about alternate dimensions of Constantine, and they mentioned how yeah, there's one Constantine that has no that has black hair and wears a. Did you, did you read it? Huh? Did you read that? No, I, I, but I've read the wiki. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I feel like the problem with the Constantine movie was not Keanu Reeves acting. Again, that the script no, called like, for a particular character, and mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is as in his limited range. He has to maintain range, through the movie. A limited range of, of acting. <laughs> he can do that He didn't have to get happy or very yeah. sad. <laughs> like he was just melancholy. Yeah, so I think I think I think the problem with Constantine movie was not Keanu Reeves. That was not my gripe with the movie. Okay, okay, all right. So, overall tone or strict adaptation. Let's talk about some really strict adaptations. Watchmen, very That's strict until it wasn't strict, and panel everyone for panel. everyone flipped a bitch on that. I personally didn't. Care. I thought it was all right. It was okay because within the story it's set up, it didn't make sense to have a giant squid monster. The way they set up the story, and the, and the and because they cut out all of the the sci-fi writers and the the creating of the alien, they cut it out. So yeah, you had to have a different explanation for the ending of Watchmen. But I feel like the reason that it doesn't work is because it changes the tone. Um, because at the end of the Watchmen book, you get this feeling that everything's okay, that the world's going to unite. They're going to look for an alien that they can never find, and you don't have that in the Watchmen movie. They got Doc Manhattan. You you have Doctor Manhattan, who is, an Amer- who is an American citizen created by an American science that you may find somewhere in the universe. So yeah, the world's going to band together to get to get this one guy, but someone is going to say, "Hey, after twenty years of searching, we haven't found him. It's the Americans' fault, and all the wars start again because there's still a human on Earth to blame somewhere." 
and that really to me changes the tone and the feeling of that adaptation. Any strict adapt? Have you have you have you ever went to a movie and saw a pretty strict adaptation of a book you enjoyed until it deviated off? Mm. I feel like Psycho is a pretty. You know, strict I saw a TV movie. series that I didn't it, it didn't deviate like and pissed me off that I thought it was really well done is uh, Generation Kill on HBO. I read the book while I was is that still on Paris phrase, Island. Is that where the phrase stay frosty came into popularity? Yeah, that was in the book. Um, but, I mean, the, the TV show did a fucking fantastic job did it vary at getting all? down to the real, like, the details. You know, just, no, well, it didn't really vary at all. But then again, that's a nonfiction thing. I mean, you can't be like, well, this is my interpretation of the invasion of Iraq, you know. No, you got to stay true to the facts. So, but no, I I was very impressed with Generation Kill. Loved it. That was a fantastic series. I haven't I haven't read the book, but I, the show was great. Robert, any? Hey, nothing, man. Kind of kind of reason wore me out. I, <laughs> I feel like this is the least progress we've made on any podcast. We've been fighting so much. <laughs> is it fighting or is it good table talk? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's what it is. Wait, fair enough. Wait, wait till he reads Ready Player One, comes back with a, you know the Nobel Prize uh, nomination, and just, I mean, really get into it. <laughs> talking about, we'll, talk, we'll see how the book goes. Yeah. <laughs> talking about adaptations of books. I said it right. Adaptate. Adaptations. Adoptions. Yeah. Yeah. I, can right. see, I can see posters. Try, for try doing. Books. Try doing it with a French accent. <laughs> Adaptation. <laughs> okay. Here are some films that are not like the book. Okay. If you guys okay. have any, throw them sure. out. But The Shining. The original, not okay. not not the TV. Sure. Yeah, fans of the book, fans of the movie. I've read, I've read the book and seen the movie many, many, many times. Which do you I, prefer? I, I prefer the movie. I think Kubrick's version is. I, 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 I'm, I've I've man, got such a Woody for Kubrick man. It's, it's that movie takes funny. so long to get Kubrick going movies. though. But, but, what is it like forty five minutes to an hour before? But, but yeah, I agree. And but, like I understand you need setup, but do you need an hour's worth of? But setup? doesn't that movie just make the hairs on the back of your neck? Honestly, no. Like it really doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all. I like what? the movie. It doesn't scare me. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't enjoy the movie. I do enjoy it, but at the end, like, all right. What if what if Jack Torrance is white? when he was chasing him just like roundhouse kicked him John Clark Van Damme stuff <laughs> Dude, I, look no <laughs> it's for me it's hard to do a horror nobody movie. is scared of Popeye's wife okay yeah oh yeah okay alright uh, World War Z oh terrible absolutely yeah. terrible I remember I saw that uh, I, Clark, Clark 54 driving I miss that place that that, that World, World War Z was, was yeah it's been close for maybe yeah. two three years now it is yeah we saw that I remember that yeah yeah you really yeah. Know that Mike uh, Die Hard well, obviously, Die Hard is, is, is one of the ultimate pieces of, of, of artistic expression and of our time. It's not not only is it a great piece of cinema, it is also the greatest Christmas movie ever made. It is indeed a Christmas movie. All <laughs> you, know, oh, man. That. you know what would make it even better? <laughs> if Keanu Reeves. Uh, there, there, is, there is absolutely nothing that can make Die Hard better no, than what it is. Jason Statham could make it better. Yeah, from, from the foreshadowing and, and to the formula. Because I mean, he's only in one-word movie titles. Uh, yeah, so he could be isn't, tired. Isn't they hard two words? No, I just wonder. Hard. If you say it, it works. Trust me, it works. Okay, this one. I, okay, what about Troy? Based off uh, the Iliad. Yeah. Troy based off the war. Even based off the city, right outside St. Louis. I mean, was there change the story to keep the names? That's right. There was huge. There was huge differences. First of all, there's no gods. 
No, 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 no. Actually, were, were there any similarities? Here's what I oh similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was very different. Uh, there was a war in Troy. That was <laughs> they had the horse. That is, oh, they had a horse. They yeah. had a horse. <laughs> that is one of the few times when when Brad Pitt just wanted the money. But no, I, I, don't, I, I don't know about that. Him as Achilles, he was. T- yeah, he, he just was. wanted the money. He was he there was. to get butts hey, on seats. I don't know. And, 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 I mean, and, and here's another one. Here's Brad Pitt, also up there with Keanu Reeves, is one of the finest actors out there today. And, Agreed. And, right. and he just wanted the money for that film. I don't agree. Because normally that. he makes good, really good choices. Right, but I don't agree with that because that was Plan B's. That was one of Plan B's first movie. And that was him and Jeffrey Anderson side. Their, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I it's, agree with you. It was a horrible Brad Pitt yeah, film. Yeah, I think actors mature as they mature. They often become, they increase their range. They start off being a movie star yeah. and often can transition into being an actual actor. Yeah. And Will Smith, I think, is a good example of that. No. He, you don't think so? Oh, he, Will Smith he, has a credible range. You, That's he what I mean. No, but he didn't really? Use, he didn't use to. Anything. <laughs> but he didn't used to. Dude, yeah, to be fair, when he started, he wasn't. No, he was still the Fresh Prince. No, 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 he's a way better actor than he first And to be fair, like, had, he, had he chosen to do the Matrix movie... When they offered it to him, yeah. would have been way better. Yeah, you suck. Oh, way better. better. No, but uh, what was that? Oh God, that one. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Oh no, 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 no. Will Will Smith? Uh, no, there's no way the Matrix would have been better with Will Smith. Way better. You just think well, that way because you can't picture the fifty, the fifty close-ups and the little comic sideline. No, come on, dude. Neil was a serious character. What are we in? Some kind of matrix? (laughs) This looks like some kind of matrix to me. Yo, where do we get a beer around here? Now, come on, dude. This must must be... What what Will Smith movie have you watched? Uh, I mean, in... Oh, how about Suicide Squad? What? And he didn't was he was stupid and absolutely, jokey in that. Yes, he absolutely was. Assassin, close right? up to snotty it's a snotty joke. Won't wear the mask. Close up to close up on Will Smith as he makes as he makes the comedic sideline. He 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 should have worn the mask more. Yeah. He should have worn the mask more. Um yeah. but I mean uh, what was that? After Earth? What was that? that I, one? Well, yeah, that was the one. Uh, yeah, I mean, the I movie that really star The movie was, yeah. was the movie was bad, but his character was way different. It was. I don't. I like this. Yes, I mean, look, look, like the Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. I felt like that was, was a good range of his. Absolutely, Pursuit when of Happiness. When is Keanu Reeves done anything like that? Sweet November. I love that movie. I don't remember. Charlie Theron has cancer. He she takes him into because he's like some rich hoity-toity jackass. She's got cancer. She takes him into her apartment. I think he, if I'm not wrong, he like loses all of his money or something. And he, she teaches him how to live, how to actually be happy in life. So and when it, he becomes happy, do you also feel happy for him? Or is this like, oh, yeah. Keanu is happy now. All right, awesome. Yeah. Are you saying that just to, to build up your own <laughs> argument? Come on, man, just be honest. If, for, you're, if you're just like, all right, good for you, Keanu. First of all, afterlife is Scientology propaganda bullshit. Okay. Uncomfortable silence. Yeah, I'm still not. <laughs> yeah, gay baby uh, born. So afterlife? I mean, the, the Scientology snipers looking in right now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We, we have nothing against Scientology. Crazy, no? Yeah, yeah. We, uh... <laughs> Wait, is it Tom Cruise? Isn't that his religion that he yes. propagates? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. isn't that like the Hollywood... Okay. Yeah, he's, so, like so, the, he's like the Pope flung. of that religion or something. Yeah, is, is, is... I love that they blew him up in Preacher. <laughs> that was awesome. I know. <laughs> Spoilers, he blows up in Preacher. Yeah, he does. First episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where are we at here? Um, okay, okay, so what about, okay, a little side note here. What about, uh, movies that became books? Movies that became books. Here we go. Gremlins. They, they were changed into aliens in the book. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, 
the gremlins, you just can't do that in book style. Yeah, I mean, they if they don't them. have hooker gremlin, it's just <laughs> not gremlins. Yeah. Well, they're 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 making a third one yeah. right now, and and that that may that may become a plot point. Is so the original the original director doing? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's it's, it's all coming back. If they're not Muppets, I'll be very disappointed. Oh yeah. Please do not. If they they will. You know they'll CGI. That's kind of like I want a remake of Critters. Well, look at they just fight. Oh my god, yeah, you're back in. Right. Back in. I like how I just keep <laughs> stepping out of the circle and go back in. Disney, didn't Disney fire uh, Jim Henson's, uh, or well, no, they fired the guy that, that does the, the voice of Kermit Frank, the Frog Frank because. Frank no, not, they didn't know it was a Frank. Oh, it was the guy oh. that does the voice of Kermit. Uh, that's been doing the voice of Kermit for the last three decades because he uh, didn't he agree. Is he the same with... dude that does Megatron? No, that's Frank Oz. That's Frank Walker. Frank Walker. That's yeah. who anyway, They fired him Sorry. because he, they, they didn't agree with the, the, the. He didn't agree with their vision of the Muppets, which basically means that they're going CGI because it's cheaper instead of. And, and they're going to. Yeah. So Jim Henson originally would have stuck with the creatures. And I think that's probably over the, the uh, Dark Crystal stuff. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're. Netflix is doing something with that. Yeah. A miniseries or a movie. I mean, Muppets is dead the moment that you move away from the puppets. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it's just voiceovers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jaws 3 was turned into a book. <laughs> uh, the change was... It was not in 3D anymore? No. <laughs> uh, no, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Jaws 3, uh, Jaws, Jaws, Jaws the Revenge. I'm sorry it was okay. turned into a book. Sorry, my fault. Uh, okay. It was changed into the shark is hunting the humans because of a voodoo curse. Right on. Mm. Okay, yes. I gotta read that book. Wait, they weakened a Bernie Jaws? That's what? Is that, is that why he was still alive? Bernie? In, in the second was... one, it was a food oh, okay. yeah. I wish they'd novelized Sharknado. Well, it's, but it's it's happening. Didn't, didn't you see those satellite pics? There are actually sharks in Irma. What? They're no. sharks. They're at, they, they, they showed satellite. These are actual satellites. That's shark cane, not shark Shark cane, okay. But there actually are sharks floating around. They, they, they fit, picked up and they've like... They? Oh yeah, yeah. They, I, 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 oddly enough, watched a commentary on yeah. on Sharknado, and it's it's an actual phenomenon yeah. where in these hurricanes and water spouts, well, yeah, it'll but, pick up it'll yeah. pick up a shark oh, and God. it'll throw the shark. The shark Fine. does not turn into a wood chipper like mouth that <laughs> flies through city though. <laughs> but when it, but son of Sharknado. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a legit phenomenon. <laughs> okay, uh, the novelization of Halloween, which came out before the before the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael is not a cold-blooded psycho. He is possessed by an ancient Irish demon. They kind of allude to stump something like that in the later films, though, that he's not, you know, he's not human and he's and he's uh, possessed by. Yeah, there was uh, a cult, wasn't there? Yeah, they they get it. They get into that, and then, and obviously, you know, he's he's a supernatural being of some sort. I mean, but then this, so is you know, but, so so is Bruce Willis in Die Hard because nobody could survive that shit in real this life. They went through all that. Is a weird <laughs> podcast. We must be an alternative dimension because me and Mike are getting along. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so, weird. Uh, okay, okay, it's going on an hour and a half. Let's wrap it up. Uh, any any real quick, any books you'd like to see adapted, adopted? Any books you'd like to see adopted? <laughs> adopted. Uh, I'm to very, a good family. I'm I'm a very excited to see the Ready adaptation of. American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Absolutely, and I, oh, and I okay. really hope they do a Nazi voice. Uh, that was a, a spin-off well, book from American, American Gods. Already, I mean, we're already it's, yeah. It, yeah, we've completed Did season one. Nazi voice, huh? Anasazi, Anasazi voice. Yeah, it depends on how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. I've, well, it's how they pronounced it on X Files when they went to do it. Really good book. Learning from Hollywood. I don't know. That's how Mulder pronounced it, man. Could, it could um, be, a, it could be, a, would but be good omens, good omens. Oh, good yeah, omens. good omens. That's one of my yeah, good books. omens is coming out, and that's going to be awesome. Oh man, Robert, I don't read. Did Jean Claude Van Damme make a book? Write a book? 
Dude, you can't you can't capture that stuff oh, in story shit. form. It's impossible. <laughs> Andy, uh, I'm not finished reading it yet, but Cryptonomicon by St- or Neil Stevenson. Quick rundown. What is it? It's a book about uh, history, time travel, cryptography. It's really it's pretty uh, good. I want to see Haunted by Chuck Palahniuk adapted, adopted, and I want to see uh, the Creep. Comic book about the guy who's got the disease. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, bu- yeah. I bought it from yeah. one of the dark comics. What's the other one? Anyway, okay. Uh, any recommendations? We know the ones we want to see. Any recommendations of ones that's already been? Um, Shawshank Redemption. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I agree with you. I agree with okay. you 100%. Okay. Okay. All right. What? Uh, we're talking about movies, not books, right? What, what are uh, you asking exactly? What? Do you have any recommendations of books that's been adapted? You guys got me. Books second that guessing. have been adapted to Thank movies. Uh, what movies should they that should people go see? You guys oh. got me second guessing my own. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you were asking for a book recommendation or both. Bo- both. Okay. So you, okay. you okay. recommend the book should be turned into a movie that gets turned into a book? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Victor Victoria, only with like. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what? Um, what was that? What was that? It was a. Were there like fighting? The uh, insurgents or whatever with the embassy, remember that? Argo. Art? No, it just came out. Here oh, uh, is that uh, 113 hours? Yes. Yes, that was based John on John Krasinski. Yeah, that I was will never. That's a Michael Bay flick, so that's gonna be. Well, it was damn good. Yeah. Damn um, good. You t- turned me on to one. I don't think it was a book ever. It was called Sicario. 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 Yeah. Benicio del Toro. Oh, Did you like God. that? I loved it. Oh my god! Yeah, that's good for one of the few movies he doesn't die in. Man, that that scene that scene um, by the border, my butthole is tight as hell. That is a <laughs> tense scene. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh, that is honestly that movie scene. though. I felt like Emily Blunt, like her part could have been played by anybody. Yeah, fish out of water. Yeah, what are we like, doing here? right. Yeah. Like she was just she didn't even need to be there. I'm gonna, yeah. Hey, any recommendations? I think so. Are oh, you you get? I yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I want to man I got a lot this time I want to recommend Fight Club the movie Fight Club the book Fight Club Stanley Kubrick's 1956 Noir the Killing based off a clean break which is where Nolan stole the clown mask they wear during the heist any any Kubrick film though I mean which Kubrick Kubrick's not that that whole bank bank robbery scene of Batman I hated that so much you're back out dude you're back out there, Dude, there was a lot of flaws. In there's that a lot. Oh, you, you, what? You mean the it, bus pulling out into a okay. line of buses? Yes, I agree. With you. Like, yeah. it, it was not Ocean's Eleven Batman's yeah, version. It was. It was. There was some there. rough <laughs> spots <laughs> in that. Ocean's Eleven. Not, you're, you're, okay, Ocean's Eleven is the gold standard for the robbery scene. Are, are, are I'm you just saying, about the original like, or the remake? Uh, probably. Well, a pick one. <laughs> I mean, you have this elaborate. Okay, the original Ocean's Eleven, I can see, but the the the, the George Clooney Brad Pitt Ocean's Eleven is not exactly the gold standard for robberies. <laughs> but, well, no, that's how it works out. But you have this elaborate yeah. plot, and that's what they were trying to make this, this, this elaborate, yeah. crazy plot, and, and none of it works. None right of it makes any sense, mm-hmm. and it's just terrible. <laughs> and uh, okay, I want to recommend uh, a YouTube uh, YouTube show, Cineflix. What's the difference? I watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. And I want to recommend uh, Psycho, based off of Psycho. Which one? The new one? The old one? Well, the new well, one. Clearly the remake. <laughs> well, yeah, the remake. So there, the there, remake were, there, there were like three different adapt- adaptations at the same time of the same uh, novel that uh, uh, Psycho, uh, the, the Psycho novel. 
Really? Uh, yeah, it's on the wiki. Look at the Wikipedia page for Psycho Kids. <laughs> uh, you, do you want to plug uh, Underdark Comics? Absolutely. Uh, so we are recording at Underdark Comics and Games in uh, Quincy, Illinois. Uh, check us out on Facebook at uh, Facebook slash Underdark uh, Comics, as well as check out our website, underdarkquincy.com. Uh, we got all of our events. we got new comics up. Uh, it's a great place. Come in and stop and see us. And then go to SoundCloud, type in Damage Control Podcasting, all one word. That's where all of our podcasts are. Uh, contact us as damage, con- damage control podcasting at gmail.com. Someone say some comments. Say some <laughs> well, let us know what if, you think. If, if I go through your, to your site, can I adopt a book through that also? Um, <laughs> please don't. You know, hey, no I matter what she comments, don't ask for Adam's about. mom's phone number. Yeah, come on. Someone, <laughs> someone besides my mom made a comment. Okay. Um, and Tyler's wife, who never shows up anymore. And welcome back to Andy. It's his first podcast back. Okay. What, I don't get a hello? And Nick. Thank you. Oh, podcast you virgin. Yes. And, and, and Robert. Thank you. Yeah. Robert. No, I didn't. What? Check